everybody, and welcome to another episode of... <laughs> episode. I don't know why. Welcome to another episode of Jadorama on Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are on our third of four films in our Love Story Jadorama miniseries. This is my pick, and for my pick, I picked Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. And before we get into it we're each going to describe the film in eight words or less it's supposed to start with me i had one and then i forgot it oh no bummer i don't write things down like these other two so um i'm gonna let the other two go and then i hopefully i got something by then love life death and hairy space trees <laughs> gross uh <laughs> mine was fountain of pain's debut album shabalba <laughs> what is 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 there a, what is that a reference to a fountain of wayne album no it's just shabalba always sounded like um again it could be a pop song from the 50s a doo-wop oh, song what did it remind me of there's la bamba or something oh. it just kept making me think of that i know stopped you guys dead in your tracks <laughs> with how great that was my eight words or less i guess is still want to see the og version did and you I love read this the movie. Um, book i have i did not look at it again before this so mm. it's, oh it's a book um but i is I, I we will we, get into they made, that they made it into okay we'll get we'll into get into that. all that later like i was very 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 like this is one of the most anticipated movies in my movie going lifetime and the fact that it lived up to that even after all of the false starts and the previous casting and the reduced scope of the story and the script just goes to show how much I think this movie is fantastic. I think I said before I had it in my top five at one point. I'm not sure if it, it's it's not in my top five right now, but watching it, every time I watch it, I'm like, I should probably, I don't know where I have this. I think I said last week it's somewhere in my top 30 or so. It feels like it should be a little higher than it is, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Aronofsky is someone who... Every time he puts a movie out, there's a good chance that's going to be in my first, second, or third favorite movie of the year. Black Swan and Mother both did that. I think Mother I picked as my favorite. Black Swan was probably number two in the moment. What beat Black Swan? I think it was a Pixar movie. Up, maybe. Mm. Um, But uh, The Wrestler was very high on my list. Uh, This would have been my favorite movie from the year when it came out i think was it 2006 so six yes i didn't have a year in film when that started so i I don't have an accurate representation of that but uh yeah i don't know i love this movie it's i remember getting hung up on like the timeline of it all and i think over time i've just embraced it i think it's been a little more clarity of what is actually happening too i remember that being very confusing at the beginning uh or the first time i saw it but um yeah it it involves to quickly do the elevator pitch of this before i throw it to you two it would say it's a romance across three timelines maybe question mark um one in uh inquisition spain one in modern day and one in a thousand years in the future that was always the pitch going in and then when i saw the imagery of it i mean i remember the trailer blowing me away and being just like oh my gosh this is gonna blow my mind and i think it kind of did i don't know i love the fountain we can get into the love story of it all which really is it it works 
and that's another reason why I said I still maybe would like to see the OG version, which I think was a bigger, longer script and probably would have had more time building out the love story. But I do think the love story works in this movie, and I think that's in large part thanks to the actors. They only get one scene to really sell it, and I think they do. How about Lauren goes first because she had seen this before, and then um, Ben, as the newbie, can tell us what he thinks of the movie. The Fountain is one of the rare movies I feel like on this podcast for me where I liked it in 2006 when I originally saw it and I still liked it. Um, this was the, this is only the second time I've seen it. And yeah, like the timeline thing, I still honestly don't know how I feel about the future timeline, whether or not it's real or not. I'm having trouble grappling with that one. But overall, it's just, it feels like a nice short story. It plays pretty, like it didn't drag at all for me. Um pretty fast paced and I love the chemistry between Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weiss they're really great together and mm-hmm. um oh the soundtrack mm-hmm. is amazing and never really lets up so I think that helps with the pacing a lot and I don't know just watching this it reminded me of a lot of the fall and the like just the feel to it so that's always a nice route for movies to take for me to get in my good graces but it's so sad but the themes are great and just about death and mortality and I think the way they explore it, even if I don't fully know how to interpret the one timeline, I think it's just done so well, even if it doesn't necessarily, like, I think we actually disagree based on your letterbox. I think we disagree on the ending, but um, like my interpretation, I'm still very fond of this, even if it's not the happiest of endings for me. Ben, before you go, my rankings that year, my top six, this is fucking 2010 banger year, Inception, Black Swan, Toy Story 3, Never Let Me Go, The Social Network, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That was my one Damn. through six. And I would probably, a social network would be my number one now. Uh, Inception is probably my number two. Black Swan would probably be, I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty good, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> ben, Ben had seen, so I'm going to set up, I'm going to do the uh, elevator pitch for Ben's Aronofsky. <laughs> Um, he's he first experience was mother right, which was in one of the worst start. movies. Oh he's yeah, ever that seen, was your first. Ooh, yep. that was <laughs> so after and then after years of Zach being like Ben watched another Aronofsky movie and me being like I don't think Fuck it was that. years. It was pretty soon after I had to convince him to do dude Black, Black Swan, Swan was last year. It was like two years. Okay. Um, oh. But then I convinced him to watch Black Swan, and he really liked Black Swan. Uh, and for ways that John didn't like Black Swan. I had it at a five-star, but I moved it down uh, when I saw um, uh, Perfect Blue, which, it, it, I mean, it basically, it copies a lot of that. So I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. But um, I still love Black Swan. Yeah. And so Ben, so ben has two sides of Aronofsky on his shoulder. Um <laughs> So so, where did Me the fountain? Me as well. <laughs> where did the fo- fountain land for you? The fountain lands. Uh, it doesn't really sway me, unfortunately, because it's still kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. which sucks. I'm like, shit. <laughs> do I like Aronofsky? Do I hate Aronofsky? I'll never know. <laughs> um, but so, uh, probably the first third of this movie, I'm like, this is four and a half stars. It's amazing it's beautiful it's poignant it's what was the turning point just curious i don't know like when we kept it to me it just got progressively weirder like even <laughs> if it wasn't doing even if it yeah. wasn't doing anything 
weirder per se, but it like keeps going back to let's check on this tree that has hair for some reason. God, the hairs, um, man. <laughs> it was so weird. And it's like I had a hard time like taking that stuff seriously and it like is it just me or does the tree like gasp when it like dies? Yep. Did that actually happen? Okay, because I laughed at that and I felt really bad about laughing <laughs> at that. Because Hugh Jackman was super sad afterwards and then I was super sad. But I laughed first. Uh and like I the I would say like I'm like in that same kind of boat with Lauren where the first two timelines are great, but it's that third one that kind of rocks it. Um, As in the, the third in the chronologically. The, the future, yeah. the future. Yes, yes, yes. The yes. one that is like what set in like twenty. It's like I think it was supposed to be like twenty one or, or yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like a, thousand, a thousand years, years in the future. Yeah. Or so right? thirty one, like, like that? three thousand. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's they give it's, dates. Yeah, I, don't know. Now, I didn't yeah. look it up, yeah. but according to the trivia, I think it was twenty five hundred. Oh, for 500 years. It's just like those scenes, like I got, I like, I kind of understood. Well, I guess that's bullshit. I <laughs> vaguely had an idea of what was going on, but it was like, why is he whispering to this tree? It's just so silly to me. So um, sweet, sweet nothings. Yeah. And it was like really hard to take the, it's like, okay. And he's just gently chipping off a piece of the tree and eating it. I, <laughs> I assume that's to stay alive, like mm-hmm. to be immortal or whatever. Cool. Does that count as cannibalism? But, Shit. So that'd be the second. God damn no, it. No, it's not oh. cannibalism. Okay. It's her essence oh, is in know. the tree. If we're a part of everything, <laughs> we're constantly eating ourselves. <laughs> that tree breathes, has hair. I mean, that's. I don't know. It's, it's an not... ent. It's not a human. It's okay. <laughs> no, you didn't understand the story. Would have it's a person. Say. Um, and I, like, I don't know. Like, I don't hate this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd recommend it to everyone, but it's definitely like... Oh, it's I definitely a movie it. you'll get looked at if you recommend it to Remember again, I told you last week, this is one of Heather's, I think, most hated films. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I I can see why somebody would be like, like, why is why is you have this opinion of it, Zach? Why it's a masterpiece? I can totally get behind that. In a sense that I just couldn't with Mother. Like, the stuff you told, like, when we did our Mother episode, I was just like, uh, Zach's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but this this i'm like i can see what he's talking about i get it it's just not quite my cup of tea mm-hmm. yeah this is one of those that i'm kind of shocked that i like it as much as i do right like <laughs> yeah it's um, well there's no bad guys in it so that's a plus for lauren it has beautiful yeah. music that's another plus yeah, the for score lauren. it's but still, beautiful there, to look there, at <laughs> yeah. it was it was interesting because the score feels like it uses the same song, but just like tweaked slightly multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's, I don't know if that's lazy or brilliant, but brilliant. I'm really liking it. Like it's, <laughs> it's really well done. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, this is in the same vein kind of as Tree of Life where it's just like, what the hell is happening half the time? And I hate that movie, <laughs> but I love this well, one. But, but Tree of Life is like, so like. It's so abstract to how specific this is, even if it's like. That's and that true. was that was also my other thing. It's like this should have been called Tree of Life because the Fountain of Youth is oh, not yeah. in this movie. The Tree of That's, Life. Is. That is my but why? Why is this movie yeah. called the Fountain and not right? Tree of Life? There are the no tree. There are no fountains of life or otherwise in this movie. Well, they thought it was. It, it, you know, the, the Spanish were very. They wanted to find the Fountain of Youth and all that. And mm-hmm. 
that's where the origins of the novel, you know, it's the title of the novel. Yeah, but it was, but they knew it was a tree. They still knew it was a tree, didn't they? Like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's I the mean, same I principle, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just being nitpicky. It is, but um, it's a detail that is a weird one to exchange. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, change the title. We wouldn't have, a, we wouldn't have to have this conversation. And it's weird. Like, I feel like this is, it's like Aronofsky gets a little too weird but for but it's not like like i can i can roll with most of it as opposed to again mother was just like i like i was done halfway through and i sat through the rest which was a poor decision but this this is like i think even if i didn't love it i will agree it is an incredibly well-made movie it's beautiful it's heartbreaking the like like you said uh Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weisz are incredible and it's just a it's just an interesting story and it's visually impressive even if it goes a little off the deep end in the end Children of Men also came out that, that was probably in my top 3 Ooh, this year I need year. to see that again and yeah the, I need to watch that again as well I haven't seen it since it first came out probably Marie Marie Antoinette would have been up there for me I don't think I saw Perfume, the story of a murderer, until the next year. Is, isn't that the one that has the lead, or not lead actor, but the romantic lead from um, A Very Long Engagement? Is he in that one? No, it's Ben Whipshaw from uh, mm. the I, Bond movies and it? Cloud Atlas. I don't think that guy's been in anything. Okay. That, 20, 2006, not as strong a year as 2010. Okay. So, I mean, it was my graduation year. It's pretty strong. 06? <laughs> Okay. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So that's uh, any other general thoughts on this one? Oh, it must have been Hannibal. Not did you see it in theaters, Lauren? <laughs> yeah, I did. With your sister? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we did not see that together. I think afterwards. I saw it with Amy and her sisters. Yeah, I think I might have actually seen it with my whole family. I don't remember why we were all together. <laughs> but that's that's the movie you'd see as a family. <laughs> It, was, it came out looked of, like, very cool. Like <laughs> okay, fair. It, it had Hugh Jackman like... in it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe it was a slow month. I don't know. <laughs> I know it was like the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm pretty sure. Maybe that's why then. Mm. Or Christmas. It was one of the two. Because to be fair, I have no right to judge. I went with my family to uh, the favorite. So that's not. That's nowhere near as bad as this. That's a period uh, movie. I mean, there's some weird sex uh, stuff in there, but that's about it. I actually started that movie two nights ago, but then my stomach flipped, so I had to stop. <laughs> Unrelated well, know, to the subject matter of the movie. Oh. I just, yeah, I'll watch it sometime this week, I'm sure. Olivia Coleman is in Hot Fuzz. It's like one of her first yeah. roles. Mm-hmm. I need to watch that movie again as well. I, I've been, I put that on to like get sleepy this week and finished it today. <laughs> what? Okay. That's not a movie you get sleepy to. That's a I movie fell asleep. It took me like five to. nights to watch it. I just get comfortable and just <laughs> I fall mean, asleep. I remember I have fallen asleep watching The Expendables. So well, that's, <laughs> it's all relative. That makes sense. It's a boring piece of shit. I think, yeah, I made it How through like 10 minutes, I think. <laughs> okay. Why did I pick it? General thoughts. I did over that. Okay. Star ratings. I'm... Five for life on this one, I think. I am a four out of five. Mostly just because of the the future story, and I haven't decided how I feel about it yet. I'm at a, either a three and a half or three. Okay. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> performance prize. Uh, in my Letterboxd review, I said, this is. I think this is Hugh Jackman's best performance. 
Possibly, and, probably, and ca- maybe. And I commented on that with <laughs> he was much better in Logan. I would say he's oh, yeah. more diverse in this movie than he is in Logan. I mean, can't we just agree he's amazing in both of them? He's Sure. He's the best part of Logan. I'll give him that. Um, How? Di- no, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, Patrick Stewart? Come on, man. Uh, he's, oh, he's good. Lo- I mean, I, I, I went for Alan... Or Alan <laughs> I went for Hugh Jackman. The, the cast is pretty small in this one. There's not... I mean, Rachel Weisz is great as well. But How she about has... Cliff Curtis coming back into our podcast? I know. He's going to get his own category sooner day. or later. <laughs> but Ellen Burstyn, again, not... She was in Requiem for a Dream and got nominated for an Oscar for that. So she kind of came back with Aronofsky. Stephen McCaddy is really fucking creepy as the Inquisitor dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, again... Um, I wonder if there was more to that part. Yeah, and I was he just saying—he doesn't come back. Well, yeah, I, like, I wonder if he was a—he's t- someone that hung around from the, the yeah. the false start, and he, uh, you know, same with Mark McGollis, who plays the 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 priest um, mm-hmm. dude. Uh, I wonder if he'd show up in the uh, the not the spacey one, but the flash forward in the current time. Oh, as like someone in the yeah. like just some like. Not like villain, but some like minor antagonistic force in some way. I'm glad they didn't do anything like that. Like, token <laughs> like the fall. Solving, solving the tumor problem is plenty of issues to have as an antagonist yeah. in the, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 current timeline stuff. He does so much good. St- like, just to to give the cast credit though, in Aronofsky's direction, they give so much across. With just the whenever he comes, Jackman comes into those offices and he like makes a decision decision that is everyone know is purely based around what's what happening he, with Izzy yeah. and they like look at him like you're fucking crazy, but we can't say anything because you're trying to save your dying wife. Yeah, yeah, I think that is some everybody's really great at doing that and like they just everyone's walking right up to the line of challenging him, but realize they can't and except for Cur- except for Cliff Curtis. Well, that's well, that's that's in a different timeline, <laughs> and he pays the price for it. Yeah, but I don't know, Hugh Jackman. Anybody want to shout out anybody else? I think he's the um, best in this I movie. I think for we've sure. all forgotten the hugest star of this film, <laughs> Donovan the Monkey. <laughs> um, Is he? I should we'll talk about the thing that was going. No, he supernova. must be real in the first one. Either. What was it called? Jabulba no, or something? Yeah, Jabulba. No, I don't even know if the monkey was real. I'm assuming it was. I think it was he, real. Like he didn't want to do CGI for a lot of it, so I yeah. assume the monkey was real. And if he was, it was a beautiful performance on his part where he was just stuck in that like little glass cage. Or that was probably a real one. Middle. Yeah, that was probably a real monkey. I think the operating table was probably an animatronic yeah. or something. Well, like that. I don't know what his real oh, name God, is. I, so. I did. I did it, or I did a quick Google search and didn't find any results for Donovan the monkey. Is it a monkey or an ape? I don't actually know what kind I of think he's animal a monkey. it was. He's not an, I don't, I don't remember what it was. Okay. I didn't see a tail, so <laughs> he looked like the ones that you'd see. Like I there, see, like there are pictures yeah. of him like hanging out in hot springs in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, Hugh Jackman is. He gets you know. I think he creates three distinct characters. Mm-hmm. Even if the third in the future is could is, might be the same as yeah, uh, I, well, I don't think it is, but like it it is supposed to be him though, as if if it's him finishing the story. But okay, see, we'll get, I do think it is him. I think but well, did. let's let's yeah. pivot to that real quick. So let's talk about that ending. Is our next section? Congrats, Hugh Jackman, on a performance what? prize. 
Donovan. Sorry, Donovan. Um, you can't confirm whether he was real or fake. Wait, so are we going to give it to Donovan him. over Rachel Weiss, though? Like, I mean, Donovan. <laughs> God, I love Rachel Weiss. I can't give it to anyone. Everyone's good in this. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's, there's no there's, one, no, there's not a bet. There's not a weak link in the chain here. It's like it was funny because the whole time I was watching this, I was just like, I want to go watch The Mummy again. <laughs> and uh, Brothers Bloom. She's great in everything. And the favorite. Um, yeah, I, I'll actually watch that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a record of you, like on eight episodes now, saying you're gonna watch that movie. Um, I did. I started it. It's not my fault. Is, my stomach. This hates is the me. first one. This is the first one where there's been progress made. So we gotta... yeah, I watched a whole like ten minutes. <laughs> Woo! Let's talk about that ending. Uh, I thought you were gonna say let's do the math. <laughs> no. Uh, so Ben, tell me your take on the ending. So I, I do think it's like there was some kind of. Like, they'd be together in the afterlife, in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. it was that kind of rebirth or recreation. Um, I do believe he is the same the same man from the current timeline. I just, the last, that last shot, or the last two shots, where it's like they hand him this, or where Rachel hands him the seed. I'm just like, wait, what? That kind of hurt it for me a little bit. That time loopy nonsense but overall like i think it was really well done and it's like i took it as like the the conquistador story was um it's like she had based it on some kind of truth and then it you know gradually became the the myth i mean the conquistador story i always took it as just like her choosing that setting but it's basically their story yeah i I mean it definitely has those parallels too for sure i mean yeah i mean it's him like doing anything to Mm -hmm. save her but at the same time the conquistador gives in to the power i think the lesson learned is it's him coming to peace with he can't he can't solve death he can't do it and that. See, this is where you and I kind of disagree. Okay. Disagree. I mean, you could finish your thought. I didn't no, no, I'm just saying. And then, but I think it's it's him coming to peace. Not that he's like a failure as a doctor, but that he he can only do so much and he needs to move on and move forward. He he, he, he tried to do too much. And like I, 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 Thomas, in the end, never gets back to his love because he became obsessed with the cure the fountain the the tree of life and he he it's it's him writing the story of you know that is what happened to him and he missed out on his final days and he tries to rewrite that too because he he leaves and goes on the walk with her yeah in in his when he finishes it quote unquote but yeah i don't think there's a future time bubble version of him i think that's in the book he like introduced he somehow makes that a part of the book but it is Mm. also his story though like you said like he uses his pain and like it's again about him not giving up on saving her who is the tree that he plants the seed for on her grave and he like ben said he thinks he can bring them back he thinks he's bringing her back but he's the lost soul that is actually being reborn at shibulba because she mentions that that's where lost souls go to be reborn our dead souls go to be reborn and he's dead inside and 
I think him writing the end of the book and putting this in here is his way of showing he's learned his lesson, he's reborn, and it knew he's come out on the other side of all this grief. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know. I didn't feel like he did learn his lesson because he obviously he gave up. He couldn't save her. So, mm-hmm. it, But he pivoted. The last time we see him in the lab area or his office, he's talking about still like trying to fight death. And like that, he completely missed the point of what uh, Izzy, was that her name? Izzy was telling him about how we like, you don't need to fight or you don't need to fight to find immortality. We already are immortal because we're a part of everything and everything's a part of us. So we always continue on no matter what. He then chooses to finish the story and learns his lesson though. I agree. It happens see, really I don't fast. Know how he finished little, it. That's a problem. It's a little jumbled. I agree. It's not done very cleanly. But okay, what what part do you think? Um, what is the final scene that Rachel Weisz's character or Izzy wrote? I think it, did when she she's write about, the thing where Thomas he finds the about, tree and becomes flowers? No, I think okay. her, her the last thing she writes is Thomas, who's the conquistador, is mm-hmm. about to get his head chopped off. Yeah, okay. that's where I was at too. That's where the book ends for, and then he, he gets to write the rest. So when he okay. says finish it, I think we're kind of getting the fast forward version of I imagine I, I guess he just cuts to the future for the final chapter and um, I don't Man, know. He's this is why he shouldn't be left to write books. Then. He needs <laughs> to stick to science. Yeah, he would need to really rewrite the whole. Book. Yeah, he would need to rewrite the whole book. Oh my god! Can it should have been talk the book about of how life. stressed out I was. That like I don't know if this was her first draft or something, but the fact she wrote it in a bound book already, I couldn't like every time I saw that it stressed me out so much. And there weren't any like wide out marks or crossed out things. It's like she's just perfect, I guess. <laughs> You'd be so many. Tarantino writes his scripts longhand first, and then book, book of life, tree of life, both work. <laughs> the fountain does not. Yeah, the first edit he makes is renaming it. <laughs> just red lines the title. Yeah, on her just nice put book. some like masking tape over the top of it. <laughs> yeah, I I remember being very hung up on like, oh, he's a time traveler because it works though, right? Like he tries to solve death. Well, I mean, if if he does end up he, solving death, it makes sense that he's still around. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It it, it does make sense. Well, but it, I, I, I mean, I've to, gotten but away I think it's futile. That. I'm in the I'm in the path of the thought that it's a futile thing so he never really he doesn't get a happy ending i don't think he solved death i think he was able to prolong life because it's like if he if he solved death the way he wanted to he would have brought back izzy i see what you're saying right like that's a better yes i I mean you can't bring back a corpse so there's just well, but that is like the way he said is like death is a disease it's not like we can stop and it's like we can like cure it well yeah but like you can't bring back someone who's already dead that's already happened yeah, yeah but i think but I that's mean, what that's what ben's trying to clarify is like, like yeah he doesn't figure out how to beat death he figures out how to keep life going but that's not yeah, a good thing either everybody you need to die <laughs> was, that's one of Izzy's yeah. messages like, is you late. need to die yeah it was too late to bring her back so his entire mm-hmm. like big like uh, extended existence was trying to bring her back and like it, I also think it's like it could have got deeper into it, but like the idea of immortality is not that great. 
in the long run. Oh, God, yeah, no. I don't think he was having a fun time for those thousand years. It was probably pretty terrible. It's only 500 years. I was okay. going to say, it's, it's 500. Oh, I thought it was 1,000. Okay. No, well, I don't know if you know this, but it's 2021 this year. Um, if we get space bubbles in 500 years, I will, I'll be impressed. <laughs> Also be dead. Um, okay. <laughs> well, hey, man, not if Hugh Jackman does his job. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anything else about the ending? I don't think so. I mean, it's such a kick to the gut that she dies right as they solve her yeah. brain tumor problem, mm-hmm. but it makes sense for the story. Right at the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. But wise, what was your one earlier, Lauren? You said. Um, why is it oh, the fountain and not the, the tree? <laughs> no, that's right. Tree of life, book of life. My but why. Even though I love this movie and think Rachel Weiss and Hugh Jackman are fantastic in it, my but why is why did the studios or whoever backed out on making like the epic, like the movie was originally supposed to open with a giant, giant mm-hmm. battle between the Spanish and the the Mayans. Matt, well, you have, you have Brad Pitt to blame for that, yeah. according to IMDb trivia. If it's blaming Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. He left the film because they were having major creative differences. Oh, and instead I, he filmed Troy. I think all the, all signs that I during the time pointed to is they they someone got really cold feet at the last second. Yeah, Brad and Pitt. they pulled the money. Not Brad Pitt. It was like financiers <laughs> pulled out. I gotcha. And then, yeah, originally it was supposed to be seventy five million, and they dropped it down to thirty five million. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a huge epic. Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. was cast and supposed to be. I mean, they had built sets for the movie like the the aztec sets yeah they all got auctioned off i think and brad pitt had some crazy gnarly beard going on he was doing some sort of promotional he 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 was doing press for one of the movie he was gonna do he was doing press for right before he went to shot this people are like what is this gross ass beard you're wearing (laughs) and stuff like that uh, and it was supposed to be for the fountain. I feel and like I have vague memories of that beard. I was I was just so pumped for that movie, and <laughs> I'm glad I, I I'm glad that he finally got to make it, and he didn't give up on it either, which is saying something. It, it, I don't know. I just I wish he had that. He got to keep that blank check Does, and, and I was make like, the movie happen. I was reading that uh, Rachel Weisz and uh, Aronofsky were dating or married at, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. this point. Does he usually like? According like, relationship with his, his stars because I know <laughs> oh. wasn't he in a relationship with, uh, yeah, yeah he Jennifer was Lawrence. interesting I mean originally according to my favorite um, statement that I always make on this podcast according to IMDb trivia <laughs> um, Hugh Jackman was actually the one who said that Rachel Weisz should be in this movie like he fought for her were nice. they in something before this oh I don't know <laughs> IMDb trivia it has random things it doesn't go into much detail a lot of the times <laughs> Uh, so who knows? I mean, uh, I know there wasn't. She had with done Natalie, the mummy because didn't she Natalie d- Natalie Portman met her husband on, on Swan? Yeah, the, so that the, he was no, he <laughs> didn't date her. Apparently, she had done the mummy movies. She was in about a boy. I didn't know that. I should have rewatched. Yeah. That oh yeah. Enemy at the gates. <laughs> she has some awkward sex behind enemy lines. Constantine. <laughs> And oh, then this. Con- well, so no, wait. She had won the Oscar for the Constant Gardener. I need to watch Constantine again. Too. And then she watched. Then she did this. So and the Constant Gardener. <laughs> so she was legit by then. Oh, the, she was in the. I mean, she was legit as soon as the Mummy happened. Yeah, yeah. You had me at Mummy, like not even Mummy Two, just like the first Mummy. I was like, oh, 
Bonafide star in the making. Here we go. <laughs> the Lovely Bones, another movie I was so excited for based on the uh, adaptation. And then Peter Jackson just like didn't yeah. embrace the surreality in any way that I pictured it when I read the book. I want to rewatch that one sometime though. There's I went the and cast saw that is... movie on my birthday. <laughs> what a bummer. We're talking about Peter Jackson. I, know. I need to I need to rewatch his King Kong before Kong versus yeah. Godzilla or whatever. Yeah. Even though those aren't connected. I just I should. It was beauty that killed the beast. Damn you, Naomi Watts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't ever put that in the beginning of an episode, Zach. Any more <laughs> but wise? No. Okay. Hot takes? All trees should have arm hairs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I really have any hot takes about this movie so much as that I swear if I have to, one of my least favorite shots that movies always have is when the camera is upside down and a car is driving towards it and it drives underneath it and the camera flips so that it's right side up following watching the car drive away from it. I think that like, uses that why? shot beautifully in this movie and it does it but three why times. It always, one for it's each always one. Always happening. It doesn't always happen. It's in so many movies. Well, it's not done better than it does. Is he does it perfectly and we get to see it with a horse and a I'm spherical spaceship. I'm not saying it's spaceship. done poorly. It's just <laughs> can we not? Let's retire it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, there's so many great shots in this movie. Like, I love when he comes mm-hmm. up to the glass and his eyes are, like, perfectly framed into her hospital room. She's, like, looking in there. The The shot of the Inquisitor dude as the bodies are being, like, raised up. To, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck the Spanish Inquisition. Why hasn't there been a Spanish Inquisition, like, horror movie? And it's nobody, not... The, the horror of it, it is they just do what they did in the Spanish Inquisition. There's no monster. Yeah, that's a good question. It's just, like, it's just about the people on the run from the Christian fanaticy. And, oh, my gosh. Let's make that movie. Is um, fanaticy a word? What? Fanaticy. I've never heard fanaticy before. Fanaticism? Yeah. <laughs> I made up a word, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we call just like a movie like this, but about the Spanish Inquisition. It's a fanaticy. <laughs> <laughs> when you're really, really into your fantasy. Mm-hmm. Oh, also every shot in um, Queen Isabella's throne room is gorgeous. Ooh, with like yeah. The, the floating yeah. lanterns and stuff like that. Uh, such a pretty movie. Ama- it's kind of amazing this movie only costs $35 million. There really isn't CG though, like Lauren it, yeah, said. Yeah, a lot of it's, it's practically. It's like the, all those Other background than, like, stuff. The space bubble. And... Yeah, but it's but <laughs> just the bubble. But like the backgrounds were photochemical creations. They yeah, were, I wish yeah. I had read that before I watched this movie. I would love to go back and watch it now just to just to look yeah, at someone, it. Yeah, <laughs> someone someone created those with chemicals yeah. on a on a I guess a slide. I don't know the the word for it but um, like it's beautiful but i feel like i didn't get to fully appreciate it <laughs> not knowing that fact no you gotta watch the movie again it's okay mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll wait another 14 years repeat after me i don't know 15, if there is 14. many um there was only lines. one for me i think it was just the death is the road to awe hmm. the um, the line that like broke me uh was when uh as he was she said something like i wasn't afraid mm-hmm. like after after her fall and i was like and mm-hmm. that um that was such a powerful moment because like you could tell it's like he's been fighting to keep her alive and she's like it i'm okay like mm-hmm. you, don't, you can stop kind of thing and it just oh man I think uh, the use of their one PG-13 F-bomb was really good when he snaps at when her. Was like, it? 
Uh, he's like, why the fuck do you think I'm here? Or something, you know, yeah. something mm. like when Ellen Burstein's giving him shit for, mm-hmm. oh, gotcha. for not being with her after her fall. So uh, then he's so sweet when he they runs into her at the hospital. He apologizes immediately for being a dick. He was understandably under <laughs> a lot of stress. Expert opinions. Uh, we, the monkey download uh, did not <laughs> re- result in anything. Um, uh, Avenge Donovan's betrayal by you two for not giving him the best performance award. <laughs> <laughs> ET watch. I don't think there's any ETs. Well, I guess mm-hmm. there's spaceships flying around. So okay, let's not. We have to be more specific than that. Come on, now. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're leaving Earth, not coming to Earth. So I mean, I guess you could say, yeah, the spaceship was spherical. <laughs> before before I forget, two two different things. Like I've seen this this kind of death twice, and I think it's fucking terrifying. And I don't know why it's in it isn't in more movies. Like having plants just burst out of you. <laughs> that is. What's the other movie that that happens in? Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I know you've seen it. I don't think Lauren has. So mm-hmm. this one, according to IMDb trivia, trademark that saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on Mayan mythology. The idea the of like leaves coming out of you. Um, it says this is the trivia. Tomas the Conquistador dies, or Thomas. I don't know how you pronounce it. Tomas, I like Tomas. But, yeah, Tomas the Conquistador dies by having plants break out of his body. This is based on the Mayan mythology, where butterflies and flowers are said to emerge from the bodies of brave warriors. The filmmakers left it out because, or the butterflies out because of VXX. VFX. VFX. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. I actually, that might be my favorite trivia because the butterflies are gone. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I like all, I the, the movie is so good. It's, you know, again, this is probably, this is only the second time I've logged it on Letterboxd. I watched it a couple years ago, but it had been a while since that last watch. And so I watched it in 2018, a movie I started late at night. I think I started like one o'clock at night and just luckily it's only a short movie, but I watched like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there's the script just does an amazing job of laying out like how Tom ends up at if we're buying this is his him writing the last chapter where all he she plants all the seeds perfectly for him to <laughs> <Plant seeds>. <laughs> <laughs> to finish the story in the way that she wants it and works for him for the it all it all works it all everything that happens in the chap the final moments is stuff that has been said and talked about previously in the movie basically outside the astral projection to the past that there's no grounding for that in the movie before that but but again it's a book yeah i I love that so much the just the like the plot device of the book just because she gives it to him it's like she knows how it's supposed to end but she wants him to figure it out and that's just so great i love this wise end dying but i don't love that she's dying but it's just such a great character well yeah she knows but i think that's also great if it is the end of the book it's her giving him a chance to she knows he's gonna need an outlet to get over Mm -hmm. her dying kind of thing what if he had just thrown it in the fireplace or something (laughs) this would have been a much shorter movie (laughs) yes (laughs) all right expert opinions the book this wasn't based on it it was but then that's interesting ben that what what'd you say the black swan was similar to some anime you said uh perfect blue like they're they're like um and people have said he did the same thing with um requiem for a dream like there are some shots that are just like straight up lifted i mean they're beautiful shots from but, uh, a different thing or from perfect blue 
a different one. Um, but it's like they're so similar. It's kind of like it, there's there's no way he hadn't been inspired. At yeah. Least. Yeah. It's like Quentin Tarantino in Hong Kong movies and stuff like that. Yes, you know, very, yes. very influenced by stuff like that. Uh, I, I this this film feels slightly the futuristic stuff feels like it could have came out in anime. Hey, no, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Ben's the expert. I mean, some anime loves bald guys. Wait, sorry, say that again. What? The the, the like the the futuristic stuff feels like it could have been told like influenced. Oh by, yeah, like yeah. this could have been some like super trippy like late eighties, early nineties, like right before Akira anime, but not that I know of. Ben, we didn't. Is there any? Have you ever seen a meme from this movie? Uh, no, no. Could you make um, one from this movie? I mean, you could do one like, you know, when you're excited and the hair stands up on your neck or something. It's the shot of the tree. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's there's some way you could make that work. I love all the match cutting, like the, all the shots that exist. And all like, it's just such a well made movie. <laughs> like there's the the, yeah. the way he references back everything, like whether it's the overhead shot that Lauren hates or the, <laughs> the, the hairs on Izzy's neck. There's that beautiful shot. I don't know what part of Rachel Weisz's body we're looking at, but when it goes from the wood to her naked side i guess like it's it's tommy in the future and then it like match cuts into tom rubbing his hand across her in the bathtub also whenever but anybody like gets it happens in batman vs superman too like all the splashing out of the tub just like you're making such a mess it is not worth it dude that's immediately (laughs) what i thought of when they were in the bathtub i'm like man this is just good thing that love scene like like i don't know i don't know if henry i don't know if henry cavill and amy adams yeah amy adams did it better but yeah (laughs) why y'all making messes of your your bathrooms like jesus it got pretty messy, you know, Superman. We didn't even get to see Superman thrusting, you know, like that would have caused okay, a lot whoa, of water whoa, flowing whoa, all over whoa. the place. <laughs> I mean, the water had just been on the walls once he went to work. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> the upgradables, uh, like I said, uh, Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weisz are both incredible, but I totally would watch the Kate Blanchett. Brad, I, don't think, I don't know. Brad Pitt's not going to be Brad as good Pitt as... I Brad Pitt can pull off that past look like Hugh Jackman can. I don't know. Let's find... Brad Pitt. You gotta find the beard. Pitt mm-hmm. fountain beard. While you're looking that up, also, I also just need to say that that poor parakeet was like right next to that winter window <laughs> that was open. It died for sure. <laughs> what? Why did it die? He was doing all right. It was. I mean, you don't leave a little tiny bird by an open window when it's that cold out. Like it probably feels it just because her feet are dead. Like. <laughs> But it's funny, Brad Pitt made his hair look really nice and floppy, but his beard is definitely... He got the beard Whoa. part down. Dude, he looks like Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> what happened to his ring? I don't know. That's another interesting thing. Didn't he lose it? He lost yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but like, how did he lose how? it? How? Like, where did it go? Yeah, yeah, where did it go? Yeah, that's a that's one of the biggest mystery of the movie. I hope Donovan stole it. Yeah, I was going to say Donovan <laughs> took it. Hate it. That actually is what healed him. <laughs> that bothered me so much in the beginning of the movie when it's in the past the conquistador and he smells the pouch that the ring is on but it's like she didn't touch that pouch it just smells like leather why does he smell it and think of her it's stupid this movie it's a, has a flaw it's, it's association <laughs> uh recommendations if you, if you can if you're if you like this movie even though ben disproves the rule if you can at least get on board if okay let me put it this way if you love this movie I would recommend watching every Aronofsky movie. Except Mother. 
if you're in the middle like Ben, maybe <laughs> don't t- t- tiptoe your way around his filmography. So should I watch yeah. Noah? You should no, no Noah's <laughs> Noah's worth watching for sure. Noah's bad. Noah's not bad. It's bad. Okay, I will say Zach. Like out of the three Aronofsky movies I've seen, my opinions have been more in line with Lauren's than yours. <laughs> Noah is less weird if you eliminate the rock angel monsters. The what? I don't even remember. Did I pique your interest? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Noah has a two point six on Letterbox. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> Rock angel monsters. <laughs> hey, now you got to watch the movie. Uh, and I ben, just had a split. Ben, I had a split ben. shot of like Dwayne Johnson as the Tooth Fairy because he had like the angel wings. It's like, oh no, like actual rock Ben angel monsters. Okay, two, two words. So like golems. Two words, Ben. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Okay, that's not a selling point for me. Unfortunately, it is for Ben. Two yep. words, Jennifer Connelly. No, that is another good selling point. Two words. Emma Watson. Oh, yeah, she was in that, wasn't she? So Connelly's been in two Aronofsky movies then, right? Because wasn't she in... Um... Oh, she's in Requiem for a Dream, yeah. Yeah. Lauren. Uh, I was just going to say this one. Again, it makes me think of The Fall a lot. It's a beautiful movie, and it's about um, escaping your reality or finding uh, a way through, a ther- like, therapizing. I'm making up words just like you did. <laughs> therapizing yourself through <laughs> fantasy and fiction. To help yourself with your current situation. I think those that's a good comp. It is just weird sometimes, but it's very pretty. Okay. To Infinity and Beyond, a lasting impact for this. I think it's always going to be... It's a three and a half on Letterboxd. And that's what Mother is as well. How? <laughs> so fucking nuts. I, but I just wonder... I mean, these are... The, the, these are... I mean, Noah is an audacious movie in its own right, but it's not I feel not like as... you could... I've only seen three, but I feel like you could say that about any Aronofsky yeah. movie at Yeah, this I mean, point. this is why I love him, though. He goes out and tries to do, make things that aren't like any... You know, it's definitely his own thing. I mean, is it, though? Because Ben has told us that he's pulled from other well, things very true. much. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he, like... I mean, Black Swan, like, the story is so... A lot of it is is definitely like inspired by Perfect Blue, mm-hmm. but a lot of the other stuff is just shots, like actual shots that are just copied. So he's Tarantino. Yeah. Speaking of the Mummy, Brendan Fraser is apparently the star of Darnowski's Darren Aronofsky's awesome. making his comeback. Yeah, the, the whale. Is that what it's called? Man, just that's put the one Brendan where he's Fraser like the six hundred pound guy who's like eating himself to death. What? Or something. In a rundown apartment in rural Idaho, surrounded by screens and food containers, a six hundred pound recluse named yep. Charlie doggedly and determinedly eats himself to death. As he inches closer and closer to inevitable, his friend Liz, a clinical atheist nurse, and Elder <laughs> Thomas, a young hopeful Mormon missionary, what, what is this? Hell? Each attempt to find Charlie. Wait, I just expanded and jumped. Hold on. Each attempt to find Charlie the will to be saved physically and spiritually. However, it's only Charlie's estranged teenage daughter, the acerbic and bitter Ellie, who can make him see the kind of future beyond his current despair. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I remember like here it's like, oh, uh, Brendan Fraser's in a new movie. Here he's a 600 pound man who's going to like eat himself to death. And I'm like sold let's go 
I can't even <laughs> imagine what's going to happen. Know, I don't know movie. which one threw me off the most. This one or what we talked about with um, <laughs> Jean-Pierre you know, with the... Jeanette, like, yeah. The, oh, the Jeanette or whatever. Connected with, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like leaving Las Vegas... But let's get even weirder with it. Oh, I can't. He's going to get weirder. Aronofsky, he's just going to take one of the seven deadly sins. This is actually um, a spiritual sequel successor to um, Seven. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a prequel. This is the guy that, oh, what's yeah. his name? Kicks open. Yeah, prequel, not sequel. There you go. <laughs> um, ben, you were saying, is Requiem the next one you're probably going to watch, you think? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that one. It's one I know I need to watch, but I've put it off forever. Like I've I just, heard, it's like know. so dark. Yeah, yes. that's why I've <laughs> that's, put it off. Might be an underestimate. Do do babies get eaten in it? No, uh, eaten babies. <laughs> okay, do tree so people okay. get eaten in it? <laughs> but 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 it's yeah. uh, do it's, <laughs> it's a pretty graphic and awful and realistically feeling movie. So good luck with that. You should also watch the wrestler, which I think is pretty amazing as well oh wait so i've seen four movies but you don't have it rated on letterboxd i mean it's been forever i'd have probably mm. given it a four mm, like okay. it's great oh so ben's on the th- th- i guess on the plus yeah. side of aronofsky now how is that an aronofsky movie because it's not <laughs> he had to he, he had to he had to do a. I mean it, it he had to make something smaller after the fountain after basically he lost the big budget version and then even the smaller budget version was a giant flop so he had to do something smaller and more contained to come back but he makes the most out of that like the 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 hardcore uh wrestling yeah scene no but it's like is it incredible just, it's in that so movie. it's so not aronofsky well i think once like, you see Requiem like, for a dream he can do grounded reality if he wants to yeah grounded or grimy yes grimy as well <laughs> all right bonus rounds uh no friends of france but friends of cliff cliff curtis making a comeback <laughs> lauren any random favorite random trivia i mean i think my favorite trivia other than the fact that the butterflies didn't occur in this <laughs> was just the thing about the petri dishes and it's just such it's a symbol of what the movie's about even because like all the tiny molecules make up everyone and everyone makes up all those things and it's just a nice little imagery that symbolizes the movie and you're referring to the background effects correct yeah instead of using cgi darren aronofsky chose to do the visual effects for the film by using micro photography of chemical reactions and tiny petri dishes he has said that the cgi would take away from the timelessness of the film and that he went or he wanted the film to stand the test of time i think he made the right choice Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we have any other ones. So one last pitch. I think this movie is amazing. It's incredibly well crafted. It's my favorite Aronofsky movie, which is saying something. Uh, seeing that I love almost all of his movies. I, I get, Black Swan's probably mine. Uh, yeah, Black Swan yeah, and Mother Black are mine. I need to watch one, Black two, three. Swan again. I haven't seen that since the theaters. Man, that blew me away when we You gotta watch it back to back with Perfect Blue. I'm telling you. But yeah, the fountain is. It's great. It's uh, even Ben, who's lukewarm on it. I think is. With, I appreciate it. He's not. He's not regretting watching it, which I think says nope. something. And it's a weird ass fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, wrap up to next week would be our next and final movie in this mini series of genre love story is ben's pick which is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind a movie that is in my top five still 
and Ben can't tell us why he picked it other than he hadn't seen it and had heard it's a movie he should see. And I think he made the right choice in picking it so he can actually see it. It's directed by Michelle Gondry, stars Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Elijah Wood, Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo. But yeah, it's an amazing, incredible movie. And I look forward to discussing it. Lawrence, when's the last time you saw that movie? I haven't seen it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Gasp. I can't wait to talk about this Wait, movie. you haven't seen it either. Why are you gasping at me? <laughs> no, I just like, I, I thought I was the only person who had No, I've been. mentioned it every time we've talked about it. Oh, my memory for that is not great. It's okay. You both forgot. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> okay. So Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Go watch it like these two for the first time. And uh, if you haven't seen it, okay, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofroad.com. You can find us at Middle of Row on Twitter. You can give us money on Patreon, Middle of Row. And you can rate and review the podcast. Apparently it does stuff. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at The Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. One of these days I should look up what I'm on in Letterboxd or what I am. But anyway, I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.